0: Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, Episode 2. I'm Drew. I am Jeff. And we are here to help you get better at Borderlands. All Borderlands games. Uh, A little less on the pre-sequel. It's cool. We we promise we'll stop saying
1: that now that we've said it the last two episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we just want to make sure that you know, like, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Like, if you're like, man, I can't wait for all these tips and tricks... On you know the prequel, we will we will let you know when that happens. Yes, it's just not just not today.
1: <laughs> not not it, is, it will be one day, but it is not this day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true story. So, uh, cool, cool. So, All right. how was how was uh
1: so how was your uh, how was your uh, past two weeks in the Borderlands?
0: It's been good. I actually went back to borderlands 2 for a little while nice uh, you and i got to play some of that recently and advance our playthrough on that yeah and i went working on with my uh with my axton build with my axton explosive build a little bit more so he's he's coming along nicely i've i've, I've tweaked a couple of things he's progressing nicely and i finally got through sawtooth cauldron which is my least favorite part of the uh of the of borderlands 2 as as
1: far uh, now do you mean as far as the story or just like in general like there's nothing really redeeming about it
0: yeah is like both <laughs> i mean it's okay. just a there's just i don't like it i don't like where it fits into the story sure because it doesn't it doesn't fit into the story and then i also don't like the gameplay in that area it's just super frustrating to me so
1: okay So, but yeah, no, we got to play a little bit. Um, For the record, Drew and I are currently doing a playthrough on Borderlands. Uh, I am playing as Krieg. He is playing as Maya. And then uh, we have a third person who is actually... Uh who's actually my wife who is playing as Gage right now. So we are so we're we're doing pretty good with that. We're not super far into that playthrough just because it's it's hard for all three of us to kind of line up our schedules, but it's going it's going pretty well. I feel like it's a really nice healthy balance of, of everything. So
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really good time. I'm playing like like support style Maya, you know, with like health and res and yeah, nurse, and, uh, nurse stuff Maya. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's working out nicely. You know, we just like, like a badass shows up, I, you know, use phase lock on it and, and your wife is shooting, you know, using her anarchy stacks and, and, uh, it's, it's just going really well. What sucks though is like the rare occasion when like I go to phase lock somebody and I, but I've already, but I've already used it or something like that. And then I hear, and then I hear like, Oh no, and I'm <laughs> like what? And it's like my anarchy. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, that's. We're like, oh man, <laughs> we're in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me let me explain this to you. So, uh, so my wife is very uh, she she definitely wears her emotions on her sleeve. Uh, when it when it comes to video games specifically, video games, or like we also do a lot of tabletop games and stuff like that, she's very emotion. She gets very emotionally invested in those. So at one point when we were playing uh, last week, I think it was, uh, we were playing together and she lost legitimately about two hundred stacks of Anarchy <laughs> during a death. Yeah. Yeah. and And
0: she was not happy at all, well, and you know what's funny is like as you play along, you don't you don't realize how much you're relying on another player until something like that happens, and then it's like instantly man this just got a lot harder (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were leaning on her pretty heavily so yeah
1: yeah it was it was it was intense you know just because she was well so yeah so to those people who are out there who've played gage you know what it is it's gage shotgun shoot the ground (laughs) like so, so that's where she was at that point and um yeah it was just doing work like she just had like her one shot you know, Jacobs and was doing that and it was, and it was intense. So, um, so it was working out really well and everything. And then when you lose that, it is, it is a big piece of that puzzle, you know, that, like I said, that we kind of have going on that really is not there anymore. So, but no, it's, it's going really good. Um, you know, I've, I'm kind of working on a couple other random things at the moment too. Like I said, I'm playing uh, Roland, which uh, Drew is hopefully going to be helping me with that here later. Cause uh, that's, part of our topic today but um yeah i've been playing roland uh solo for a little bit that's fun like i say it's literally my first like solo playthrough with roland just to kind of get a a better understanding of how he works and a better feel for him and everything and i'm almost to the point where i'm out of like the firestone area like um Mm -hmm. you know so i mean i'm out of firestone everything and i've gone and i've you know, I've gotten um, like I need to go start on on fighting Sledge and everything like that, and then I'll be able to leave that area. Um, but I'm still in that phase of it, and and uh, it's it's going pretty good so far. I'm 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 realizing that especially when you're doing it solo, you do need to slightly rely on his turret a little bit more than just trying to do everything yourself as a solo player, though.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, well, like you said, we'll get into a little bit more, but I think it kind of depends on on how you build it. I mean. I feel like regardless of of your playstyle, you're gonna want to dip into some of the turret support stuff.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: At at some point, so. Yeah. But anyways, before we get into our play guides for uh, Borderlands One, let's go ahead and cover the news. Um, the news. We have the gameplay event recap to cover first. Uh, that ca- that was uh, about a week and a half ago. We're recording this uh, on a Sunday. And so there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and Jeff and I have not talked about this to each other at all, because I wanted to get all of our feelings out there. Like, I wanted to, I don't know how to word this, it's, I wanted to have the discussion be very natural.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so... And and what he means is like, so I I knew that we were gonna do this. I knew we weren't gonna talk about it specifically for this. So for those people, it is it is uh it's Sunday, May twelfth, right now, two thousand nineteen. It's Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. You do a good job. And here's the other thing too. Say hello to
0: your mother for me.
1: Say say hello to
0: your mom for me.
1: So anyway. (laughs) Um the other thing is that Drew and I are actual like we're we're literal brothers like same same parents like yep, so both I'm not, of them I'm, yeah both of them fortunately thanks mom and dad appreciate that so <laughs> um, I'm not sure so I'm not sure if we've ever shared that before and we talk on about a daily basis and Borderlands is our favorite series so for us to not talk about this since <laughs> May first is a huge deal for us it's is a, it has been
0: excruciating there been times is. where I call you up and. And we'll be talking about something not even Borderlands related. And they'll be like, "Yeah, it's kind of like that thing that we saw in the gameplay event." And I'm like, "Oh, right. Can't talk about that
1: yet." Like literally, it's to the point. And we were so good about it. I tried to like get a little information out of him at one point, like the day that it happened. And like, I called him up after work and everything, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, do you see? Did you see this?" And he's like, "Ah, no. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> not yet."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, "Yep." And I was like, "I was like, well, at least you know it." I just wanted to say it. it's so good. He's like, nah, I don't want to even know that. I'm like, what? That's like the least spoiler thing I can say is that it's good. He's like, I don't even want to know that.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because I, didn't, I might think it sucks ass. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, won't know until now. So, right. All right. So, so let's go ahead and get into it. The first and most important thing is the new vault hunters. We have, let's see, we have Zane, Moe's, Flack and Amara.
1: Yes. So I uh, we've already been through this like immediately as soon as we were seeing stuff from earlier before the gameplay event. Uh, we already called it. The first playthrough is going to be uh, it's definitely going to be Drew and myself. And then my wife is also going to play it because, you know, she's also very, very into Borderlands. Uh, we've already called it. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing Zane. Drew, you were going to be playing Flack, right? Yep. And then, and then my wife is going to be playing Amara because she's for for first dibs. Every time we've played a Borderlands game, she's always called the Siren first. That's always yeah. been her thing. So, um, yeah. so yeah, super stoked to see that. I okay. So getting so getting into that, we saw a, we saw Amara and we saw Zane, and that's what we saw. So um, yes, so which
0: doesn't really which to begin with doesn't really surprise me. No considering the rumors coming out of the gearbox camp were that Flack was the longest one was the one that took the longest to fully develop and to and to correct any kind of any kind of to, to fully flush out, basically.
1: Yeah, to make it to make everything work like it should have. So yes, looking yeah. forward to and when then, we do looking forward to when we do get to that.
0: Right. And then secondly, Moes is a soldier class. So I mean not... Not the most exciting of classes typically,
1: right? Now, to those people that uh, have listened to the first episode, we do think that Moe's looks like the most fun soldier out of any of them that we've seen so far between uh, Moe's, Axton, and Roland because there's a lot of difference there. Um, you know, and again, that goes back to why I didn't play Roland initially, just because it seemed it didn't seem as fun as some of the other classes. But, um, getting into that, um, man. The new action skills.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Yep. yeah. The new action skills look awesome for it. So one one note that we have on here is like you get multiple action skills. Now, what that means is, and what we've seen from it is that you have different action skills to choose from and then you can kind of customize them. So like Amara has like these little orbs that you can kind of grab enemies with similar to um very similar uh, to phase lock. Very similar to phase lock. So um and then she also has and then she also has a slam ability that she can do where she like jumps in the air and then slams down for an area of effect. Again, really cool looking. So and then she has like a projectile of herself, like almost like a spirit kind of looking thing that she can shoot out of herself. So
0: Yeah, almost like Zero's deception skill.
1: Yes, but it but it does damage but it does, as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It does physical damage. Out of those three abilities, which one which one to you is like Ooh, that's the first one I'm going to use when I do a playthrough.
1: So when I do a playthrough of Amara, the first one I'm going to really try and heavily build around is I'm going to try and go as much as I can into melee Amara. So melee weapons and melee relics and everything like that. And I'm really going to try and go hard in that. So I'm going to choose the slam ability. You know, yep, and really build it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so not that the rest of them look bad or anything like that, but that one just looks so different, especially for Sirens and how we've seen them in the past.
0: Right, right. I mean, it's just not... Not something that you're used to seeing out of a out of a uh, siren style character, which is super exciting because not only because of from a gameplay perspective, but also just just from a social perspective. Oh yeah, like, that's just super cool that they're gonna. I mean, she and she's not. They they didn't try to make her look more manish or anything like that. No, she's just just a normal looking woman that has glowy tattoos and is going to beat the crap out of guys. And that's super exciting.
1: So, um, you know, I saw someone comment when I was watching, uh, when I was watching the live preview and granted the, the, the chat was rolling by pretty quick at the time for obvious reasons. Cause I mean, you've got like, you know, several thousands of people watching this, you know, probably, I mean, it was like tens of thousands actually watching this thing as it's going on. Like as soon as she comes on there and as soon as she starts like beating dudes up with their slam and everything, someone was just like, you know, her name is Brick, and she is the prettiest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So. All right,
0: cool. Uh, looking at the other player character that we got to take a look at, Zane. What were his abilities? He has the uh, what looks like a drone, basically, that can mm-hmm. go out and attack people. Yep, uh, yep, he's yep,
1: he's got a drone that can attack people. Um, he also has. Um, he also has, um, like a duplicate of himself, a clone they kept on referring to it as, which right. again is very much like zeroes, uh, ability, but this also damages people. But the coolest thing that I thought, and what I'd really like to build around and see if I can make work is, um, I would, is you can actually at will switch places with your clone. So, yes. you know, yeah. and the cool, and what I would like to, what I say when I want to build around that is... Is I would love to have something where I just have, I would love to have a weapon that is mm. very very powerful, uh, at close range, but maybe has a slower reload speed to kind of compensate. So you know your clone mm. gets close to the enemy, and then you switch out with it. You blast them with like something like a Torg shotgun or
0: something like that, and then swap. Yeah, sw- like and then, a big ass Jacob's masher style revolver. Yeah, or exactly. Blah, and, then you, Blah, and then Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yep, so, and the, the cool thing, too, is that uh, what we've seen is that he actually has the ability to have multiple of his in use at once. Like, we saw we saw him using his clone, and we saw him using uh, his, and we saw him using his drone as well at the, you know, at the sacrifice of his grenade. But, so you're not using your grenade, but you do get to, your, your drone actually throws out a grenade for you. So you're really not missing out on that much.
0: Right, right. I think, I think out of the abilities that we saw from Zane, I like the drone the best because it reminds me the most of my favorite Borderlands One playthrough style, which is, uh, which is a Bloodwing based Mordecai build. Yeah. Um, which I think it's to me it's my favorite because you got a short, a super short cooldown when it comes to uh Bloodwing and all kinds of stuff that he can have you grab and everything. And we're gonna get into that next time when we cover. Uh, Mordecai and Brick in our uh, playthrough guides. Yep. But so, to me, that's just a comfortable starting place for me, and why I'm going to start as Flak.
1: Yeah. So yep the the last one that we didn't mention about his because everyone does have three is that um, he does also have a deployable barrier that uh, blocks incoming projectiles. So um, and the cool thing is if you shoot through that, you actually do increase damage. So yeah,
0: which which is neat but I'm not I gotta admit I'm not the best about hiding behind stuff as I'm playing. Yeah, especially I mean, not in Borderlands. Yeah, I'm just not I'm just not super into that and I don't see myself using that unless I can unless I can really really you know use a lot of synergies and maximize that ability.
1: Right, you know, like if you're playing you know, maybe as a as a sniper or something like that, like a sniper build, and then you're also, you know, maxing out your critical damage because you would if you were a sniper, and then you're only shooting through, you're getting like a very fast fire rate sniper rifle that also does a lot of damage, and you're shooting that through the shield so it does even more damage to kind of min-max that.
0: Alright, but... fine, you talked to me into it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ha! Got him.
0: Man. <laughs> so. Game's anyway. not even out yet. We still got four months to go. Four months from tomorrow.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: So, So. uh, moving on, because we got a lot of stuff to cover in the gameplay event recap. The next thing that we saw is new customizations. So we had heads and skins and stuff like that before, but now we get to change the color. Uh, you have emotes and echo themes. So I'm assuming that with color, it'll be similar to how, you know, quote unquote skins worked in borderlands two for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah and so that's really exciting like if you find an outfit that you really like and you're like oh that thing's sweet it'd look awesome in red boom swap it to red that'll be really neat yeah yep
1: so we also have uh new mechanics that were showcased um just you know borderlands um a little a little you know started you know in in the very late 2000s you know 2000 uh on yeah 2009 in you know it's like ps3 360 area or 360 era that kind of thing so uh just a couple of things to bring it into modern days those being like sliding and mantling so um just make it a little free form a little easier flow and a little bit more fast paced when you're doing those kind of things
0: right as if Borderlands didn't need to get any more fast pace. Now <laughs> we can slide around and double jump basically and stuff right, like that. So right. exactly. But that'll be really good. I think that's a really good move on their part. Their part to bring in, you know, the Call of Duty style crowd and stuff like that. Oh um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's everybody who plays those games should already play this anyways, just mm-hmm. because it's Borderlands is the best loot and shoot series out there and I know I know COD and stuff like that is not uh, is not a looter shooter style, but it's you get the fast paced action of COD, but all the cartoony craziness and all the sweet ass guns from borderlands.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, and there are so many games uh, in recent history that have already had these abilities, you know, um, we're talking Titanfall 2 when they did that, and then obviously they that same team put out Apex Legends, and then we have um the Destiny series, we've got Anthem, uh the Division, like all these games uh you know have these type of abilities anyway. So it's just kind of that's one area where I'm really glad that they did decide to kind of keep up with the Joneses, if you will, in that area.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, moving on. We have alternative firing modes for guns. That's super interesting to me but also a little bit daunting.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good just because um, I, th- I think it'll work well because, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to have to rely on switching weapons as much. And I think that will be nice. The only thing I can see getting a little bit off track is, um, you know, one of the alternate firing modes um, uh, I think it was for Atlas, if I remember right, was where you you fire the one homing bullet and then all your bullets go towards that kind of tracer or that tracking bullet. Yeah, that's bullet. correct. Yep. So, um, you know, and if you forget to do that and stuff, I can see it getting a little messed up. But I think the idea is there and the idea is like, look, you want to max out your stuff that you're doing, so we're going to give you less more guns to choose from but you're not going to have to use as many guns to get what you need so that way because i mean we all know how it goes like in in borderlands you it's so easy to fill up your backpack like yeah
0: yeah, that's a good point
1: you know so hopefully this will negate the need for doing all that and is it going to help your backpack no because you're just going to grab every cool thing that you see anyway but still the point's valid (laughs) right
0: (laughs) yeah definitely uh, all right, cool. Something that I'm really, really excited about and that really caught my interest is the interactive environments that they showed off in uh, the gameplay event. Uh, mm-hmm. Examples were, uh, there was a, they're running through a through a map and there was a barrel there and Amara punched the barrel and it flew, uh, however like 10 yards or whatever in game, landed next to an enemy and then she shot it and it exploded right next to the enemy. And that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, another one that they had was there was some kind of pipe that was going up and she shot a valve that was on the pipe and you see all this oil squirt out and she shot the, she shot the oil with a fire weapon, I believe it was and the oil caught on fire and burned a guy alive. Awesome. I'm really, really pumped about that.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm um, going to, so all that sounds sounds great, and again, it's just you know things that are that are really cool. Though. The you know the the environments that make sense, where it's like, well, there's oil all over the ground. You know, shouldn't this catch on fire? And it's like, yeah, it does. You know, so I think that'll be handy, and I think the the ability to be able to to punch barrels and stuff will make just things more fun. I don't think they had to put that in there, but I think it'll be more fun from a perspective of how cool would it be to, when an enemy's running towards you, punch a barrel at them, have it, knock them down, and then you shoot that barrel and kill them. Just, like, that's just fun, you know, yeah, plain and simple. Yeah,
0: definitely. What I'm out on is if the enemies can do it to me. If they, like, punch a barrel <laughs> towards me, then I'll be like, nah, this isn't, this is, it's not fun anymore, then so.
1: It, then it just becomes the Ganondorf fight from uh, from uh, Ocarina of Time, just playing yeah. tennis with a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh I
0: you get behind barrel tennis. <laughs> barrel
1: tennis. The the deadliest tennis. So yeah. anyway. Uh there's a couple of things I'm gonna go through just really, really quick here um for brevity's sake of this episode um so we have instance loot basically what that means drew's using an mara level five i'm using a zane level um level 20 and uh if we're in game we'll have the option if we're playing this type of game to see instance loot meaning that he sees things for his level i see things for my level so um you know it's a good and way their for their
0: own and their own separate ones too
1: Yes. Yep. They're they're completely different weapons as well. So it's a good way to go ahead and go through and be able to play without having the need to either power level somebody or feeling like you're doing way too much stuff. Now, if you want to play like that, you'll have a classic mode in the game where you can totally do that. So um, we did also hit on radiation last time as part of our news segment from the last episode. We did see how that worked, and it worked pretty much like we thought it would.
0: Yep, so Yep. Pretty much. Uh, if you, uh, although if uh, if a. If an enemy dies because of radiation, they explode. That sounds that that kind of surprised me. But it's cool that that's the way that they transfer the uh, the damage.
1: Correct. Yep. So um, one of our favorite things from the remaster of Borderlands one <coughs> is back. You get autofill ammo.
0: Man, I can't wait for that. You don't even have to go. You don't even have to like click X to enter the ammo machine. You just yeah. press a button and you're good.
1: Yep. <laughs> All good. So, like, they went above and beyond with that. It's like, hey, just give us a button to buy all. It's like, oh, we'll do better than that. You don't even have to deal with the thing. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah. snap. So, um, you also get um, one, of the, one of my favorite things, uh, and we've seen this with bosses, uh, and uh, we've also seen it with the regular enemies in the game, too. You get to collect the weapons that the enemy was using, like you did in Borderlands 1. So, for yeah. people to remember. I mean, now it,
0: that's based on one statement that Randy made during the thing. Randy says, oh, I love being able to pick up a weapon that that an enemy was using against you. And I was like, sweet, that means that's back, because it it didn't happen so much with minor enemies in Borderlands 2, which was super frustrating.
1: Right, and that's the thing, is that, you know, in Borderlands 1, they had it, in Borderlands 2, they didn't. Which means that you could have an enemy in Borderlands 2... That was using, um, you could have like an enemy could spawn literally dual wielding, uh, like, uh, two of the same legendary rocket launcher, and then they could die and leave you a white SMG. Like, yeah,
0: is <laughs> super disappointing.
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, and then there's also going to be a uh, a lost loot machine again, kind of bringing keeping up with the Joneses here with some of the other games that we've seen. So if you get something cool and you lose it in the game somewhere, you'll be able to get it back once you get to uh the new kind of hub world, which we're going to get into here in a second as well. So
0: yeah, the lost loot machine that just makes that just makes sense. It's not I don't think it was really necessary. I've never lost a ton of loot in Borderlands, but it's just a great, uh, just a great thing to have.
1: Yeah, and and I think where it'll help mostly is in early game, Um, because I don't know about you, I've kind of gotten to this weird points with some of my playthroughs in Borderlands 2, especially where I keep farming bosses until they get that particular loot drop in the game as I'm going through it, like from level zero all the way up. Yep. So just because it's fun for me and I enjoy farming. So, and if you're getting too many legendaries early in game or something like that, now you won't have to decide which one to drop or sacrifice or make the trip back to the hub world to go ahead and, and store them and then go back or blah, 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 or whatever. So this will be yeah, nice. Exactly. So uh, do you want to go run us through the next few?
0: Yeah. So nextly next, le- next uh, we have sanctuary three, which is your, the, which is the new hub world. Apparently we don't talk about sanctuary two, we're going to find out why in-game, I was I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty neat. It's got everything you need there. It's It's a literal spaceship. It's got Marcus and Moxie and Tannis and every, everybody that you're used to. Um, save for one. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and it includes also a player's quarters area, which, according to them, is customizable, and you can, you can put cool weapons on the wall, and you can decorate it however you want. And that's... That's fine, I guess. That doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, sure. If it was, if it was more of an RPG, then we'd be talking. Like, it makes sense to me in stuff like Skyrim and, and Fallout and, and you know those yeah. kinds of series. Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. To, yeah. Right, right. It doesn't make as much sense to me in Borderlands, but whatever. Um, it doesn't. It's. I don't think it'll detract from anything.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing is that as we're going through these, we're noticing a lot of things that. You know, don't detract from the game at all, but they hit a lot of key points for a lot of different people. Like, you know, like, I, again, we know it's a stupid thing that we're super excited about the autofill on ammo, but
0: man, it's such a quality of life improvement. It is, it's you know, so and, much faster.
1: And someone who sits there and says autofill on ammo, I don't really care about that, maybe super into the customizable thing for the players quarters. So it's right. just it's just hitting all these different buttons for different players, which I yeah, think is definitely.
0: Good. So next, uh, one of the most exciting things is we got to see a little bit of some other worlds besides Pandora. We were on Prometheus, which, weren't we? Is that where the uh, the Malawan headquarters is at, is Prometheus? Uh,
1: Pr- Promethea.
0: Promethea. Oh, right. Mm. Sorry. So we were there for a little bit. I was super excited to see that there wasn't any kind of change in gravity or physics or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know why. Anyways, uh, <laughs> nice. moving on is new vehicles we we've seen them in the trailers and everything um we've known about them that one big wheel thing i'm really curious to see how that thing handles i imagine it handles like a battleship yeah just slow big old boat thing hard to turn around but i could be wrong i don't know yeah so
1: um getting getting into the next parts and what we were talking about with sanctuary three earlier uh one thing we noticed is that we don't see zed anywhere um yeah. so super weird um we do know that um so we do know that you know zed is uh, he may not be a great doctor but he is very dedicated to, to helping people so we do know that the med vendors still have his face on them and that there's new voice lines recorded for those med vendors that you could hear in the reveal and everything. But it it may just be something where maybe he's somewhere on another world or maybe he stayed on Pandora to help people there. We don't know, but we just know that we didn't see him on Sanctuary 3 when we're seeing everybody else, Hammerlock and Moxie and Tannis and uh, all these other people, Crazy Earl, you know, all these other people that are on Sanctuary, but we don't see Zed anywhere. So...
0: Calling it now, Zed's dead, baby.
1: Zed's, Zed's dead. dead? Oh no. I'm calling so, it now. But uh well then what about his evil brother Ned?
0: Ooh, Ned is probably well, kicking still, around somewhere.
1: <laughs> Ned is probably still dead, like we left him in
0: Warlands 1. <laughs> so how, how messed up would that be if like if they tried if they tried to do that kind of crap? Like Ned is back, but Zed's dead, that'd be weird.
1: That would. Or something like, well, I mean, you know, we the, there's still that third brother that they don't talk about, Ted.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, speaking of Marcus and Crazy Earl and all those guys, we saw in the gameplay footage that Marcus is going to be now responsible for, responsible for selling your weapon SDUs, use, so upgrading the magazine size on your on your your you know carrying capacity on your weapons and everything. Which begs the question: What does Crazy Earl do? Yeah, because I mean, he, I mean, like, he can't just hang out and just sell backpack upgrades, right?
1: Yeah, because that was literally all that we saw of him was we saw we saw the player go to the door, say hi to Crazy Earl and then leave. Like, I don't think there was even a menu to go in, like to go yeah. into at the time or anything.
0: Right, right. Super weird. Super weird.
1: Yeah, so, and, and we'll find out. There, it did look like there was some other stuff in there uh, that Marcus did. Um, you know, some some things that we're not sure about, some symbols that we didn't, you know, quite recognize or anything. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and we could speculate, but we're not good at that.
1: So. Yeah. So, uh, lastly, uh, the one big thing that we have seen a little bit, and this was actually from some of the um, players that actually got to play around a little bit in-game, was uh, Guardian Rank. Now, for those of you that haven't seen any videos or anything, Guardian Rank is what, um, what Bar is actually replacing, or Badass Rank is actually, or, uh, or what is being replaced. Badass Rank was in the previous game in borderlands two and now we're going to guardian rank Yeah, had to get that straight there (laughs) so yeah anyway um so it basically does the same thing it looks like it's more customizable from what we've seen and it looks like it does a lot more stuff too like one of the weird things that uh, was noticed in there was that you can even do stuff like um better faster movement speed while in fight for your life
0: yeah that would be convenient especially with stupid backpedaling sons of bitches
1: Back, backpedaling marauders for days
0: yeah yeah it just I'm, I'm so over that I can't stand that right uh, if, so if any of the bandits
1: ever make it off of Pandora it will be it will be a marauder that just backpedaled into space onto Promethea <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man how terrible would it be to have like a mini boss that just does that that just like runs backwards the whole time <laughs>
1: Like anytime you get in front of them to shoot them, they just do a one eighty, just backpedal yeah. the
0: other oh, way. <laughs> man, don't give him any ideas. Edit that out. I don't even want Randy to know about that. He'd be like, "That's going in Borderlands Four, or it's <laughs> no. going in a DLC or something like that." I don't want that. I don't want it. Don't want it. So that wraps up the uh, gameplay event recap, which is pretty much only the the only news that we had from the past week. Which brings us to our main topic, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be revisiting borderlands one since a lot of people are new to the series they're you know all this news about borderlands 3 it looks super sweet they just came out with the remaster and everything so a lot of people play in borderlands one so we're going to give you guys a uh, couple of helpful guides on how to on how to successfully play different uh, player characters in borderlands one we're going to do two episodes so this is our uh you know our our guide uh pl- part one And I'm gonna go ahead and start off with Roland. Jeff's gonna handle Lilith. And then next episode, we're gonna handle Brick and Mordecai.
1: Yep. And for the record, yes, we know that there are multiple ways to play these characters. We're obviously covering a few of our different favorite ways. You know, however you want to play these characters, totally fine. These are just the ones that we have found to maximize our own enjoyment of the game. So um, and then and then we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. But, um, you know, obviously, if you have different opinions, that's great. No problem. So, uh, again, these are just our own personal opinions.
0: Yeah. And I mean, frankly, we didn't learn to we didn't when I started playing Borderlands, I didn't watch any tutorials or anything. I just learned by playing. So and that's probably the best way to learn. But if you're if you're struggling or something, you can just start up a new build and, you know, listen to this and you'll and you'll get an idea. And you'll be like, oh, I see what he's saying about this, but I kind of want to tweak it, and go into this skill instead. Totally understandable. And uh, okay, cool. Let's get into it. So starting with Roland, Roland is the soldier class in Borderlands one. His singular action skill is the Scorpio turret. It is a uh, turret that uh, automatically fires. It also has shields that can be used as cover. It has a 180 degree range. Uh, the cooldown on it, without any kind of modifications, is 100 seconds. So that's, you know, a minute and 40 seconds. That's that's kind of a long time. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: probably the biggest downside to playing as Roland, in my opinion, is you can't get into his uh, into reducing the cooldown on his turret until uh tier three in either the support or infantry classes. Yeah. And that can be that can be a real bummer. Yep. Um sorry, go ahead. No, that that
1: was it. I mean, um, you know, it's from you know, it, it does have a really long cooldown compared to some of the other stuff, which, you know, between that and some of the other stuff, I think that's why I didn't initially go into it, but um, you know, as
0: you'll see, you can do some
1: really cool stuff with Roland.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mainly use the turret as an aggro tool, uh, or when fighting bosses, you can take out smaller mobs farther away on your own and then deploy a turret to help take on the boss. Stuff like that. It's You can eventually whittle the cooldown time enough to where pretty much every encounter you should be able to deploy it, but that's that's going to be a ways off yet. So... Uh, let's go ahead and go into Roland's skills. I'm going to touch on each skill briefly and mention and mention any kind of weird nuances that are with it. Uh, so we're going to begin with his infantry tree, infantry skill tree, which is on the far left, uh, starting with impact. Impact does uh, increased bullet damage with all weapon types. Starts at three percent increase and increases by three percent in increments of three percent, and up to fifteen percent when maxed out. Impact I feel like is an absolute necessity in almost any Roland build because regardless of weapon type, regardless of what you of class mod or anything like that, everybody wants to do more damage, and it's right in the first tier, so it's always available to everybody, and it's free. It's free damage, you know. So, it's free
1: real estate. It
0: is. Uh I was going to make the joke and I'm like, "No, nah, I'll leave it alone. Jeff's going to do it." <laughs> so, uh nice. the adjacent one to infantry is sentry. It increases your sc- Scorpio turret damage, starts at 7% and increases by 7% per level up to 35% when maxed out. Keep in mind I think almost all of these skills you can get class mods which can increase them past their uh, fifth po- uh, skill point per per skill, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, but I'm just saying, without any kind of class mods or anything, this is what you are going to be able to get into. Mm-hmm. So tier two for infantry is Scattershot, which increases shotgun damage and spread. Starts at 3% damage and 5% spread uh, and then increases by 3% and 5%, respectively, up to 15 and 25%. Uh, despite what it says, sac- Scattershot actually increases accuracy of shotgun and the player. Uh, it's really nice with Sledge's shotgun, which is one that you'll be getting fairly early into the game, and it uh, increases that damage to something that is just n- totally nutso-butso. Just <laughs> off-the-charge stupid damage. Nice. I really like running scatter shot when I'm running a shotgun. Yeah, and um, you know, if you want to have some
1: like really weird fun, then get the uh get sludge's shotgun that has the knockback on it and you'll have yourself a good time. You can kind of yeah. get like kind of get like down and like under enemies a little bit at like, you know, basically like you're crouching underneath them and then shoot them like straight up with sludge's shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> so, super yep. fun, especially with that scatter shot.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, adjacent to Scattershot is Metal Storm, uh, which is killing an enemy, increases your fire rate, and reduces recoil for a few seconds. And when they say a few seconds, they mean seven. Seven is the number of seconds. Uh, levels are, according to the numbers in-game, are uh, 6% increase in fire rate and 15% uh, reduction in recoil. But according to borderlands.fandom.com, the fire rate levels are actually uh, 11% increments instead of 15, okay. which is weird.
1: It, it is weird. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of those skills uh, that work differently than you think they do. So, yeah. so just try and keep that in mind. But at the end of the day, the I don't know. Is it accurate to say, do you think that even though it might work differently, the goal is still the same?
0: Yeah, I would, I would say that. I mean, it's still, even though the skill might not be augmented exactly how it says on here, it could still be useful. I mean, a, a, you know, a half a percentage point here or there, or, you know, even 4% is typically not going to make that big of a difference. Sure. Uh, so Metal Storm is super useful for using support machine guns, which are the fully automatic versions of machine guns, and that works nicely with uh, assault, which is in the next tree, which is in the next tier of the tree. Assault increases magazine size and reduces recoil for uh, assault rifles uh, in 9% increments uh, for both. Sorry, combat rifles. Sorry, the combat rifles in Borderlands 1. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yes. Uh, Next to assault, we have refire. This is one that I was talking about that changes... The Scorpio turret cooldown refire uh, shooting an enemy reduces the cooldown of your Scorpio turret. This effect can only occur every two seconds. Uh, Cooldown reduction uh, per hit is one second per skill point invested into Mm -hmm. refire. However, this doesn't mean that you should shoot a guy, wait two seconds, shoot a guy, wait two seconds. Just, it keeps on resetting. All right. Just lay into the guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, guided missile is at, is the uh, capstone in the infantry tree. It, uh, Scorpio turret fires guided missiles every eight seconds and is reduced by one second per skill level. So, like, it's going to shoot a missile every eight seconds for one point. You put in another point. Now it's going to be every seven seconds, so on and so forth. Nice. Uh, I'm not super crazy about guided missile I think it's probably it's probably one of the weaker one of the weaker capstones in my opinion okay uh, next we're going to go into the support tree which is the middle skill tree that starts off with defense uh, it increases the sh- your shield recharge rate by 4% per skill point invested. Not a lot else to say about that. That can come in uh, pretty pretty handy. Um, I'd prefer yeah, especially- if it reduced the um, the shield recharge rate delay because that's what drives me crazy. But it's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: Sure. Yeah. And and especially in Borderlands One, more so than um, more so than the other games. Um, you know you really, a shield is super handy to have. I mean, if you're one of those people that plays Borderlands 2 a lot and gets into, like, OPA and everything like that, where, like, you pretty much never have a shield, <laughs> you know, yeah. and a lot of that kind of stuff, then, you know, it's, it's very different than uh, when you go to Borderlands, Borderlands 1. So, yeah, you know, a shield, sure. is, shield is, is a huge part of your build, especially at end game.
0: Yep, definitely. Uh, adjacent to that, we have Stockpile. Which uh, you gives you ammo regeneration near the Scorpio turret for the weapon that you have in hand. What happens is you'll deploy your turret. You'll see a blue circle around the turret, and if as long as you're inside that, uh, as long as you're inside that, then it will regenerate ammo for you. Um, nice, nice, really, really nice skill to have if you're firing a lot of bullets, which you typically are uh, as Roland.
1: Yeah, and then and then if you're playing another character too, um, like a um, like a, like a pistol build for uh, Mordecai or something along those lines, or, or an SMG build for Lilith, um, those are super helpful to have as well. Yeah, because, because it's
0: not because it's not just the soldier; it's it's all allies also. Correct. So, yep. uh, moving on to the next tier in the tree, we have quick charge which uh killing an enemy causes your shields to quickly regenerate for a few seconds again a few seconds is seven uh, killing an enemy resets the clock and starts at two percent per second and increases by one percent per skill point invested um nice to have because you're gonna be killing a lot of dudes um not I don't know not not exceptionally good but that's all right uh, <laughs> it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's so, fine. It's fine.
1: For the, uh, for those of you that, for that, listen to the first podcast, it's like the Wendy's of, Oh
0: jeez. here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, one of these days, Wendy's is going to like come at us. It's Slipping <laughs> right, right.
0: under the radar so far, but yeah. it can only last for so long.
1: Right. Uh, Legitimately Wendy's. I actually do like your food. Like that's, I'm not even playing like to safe face. Like I
0: actually do though. So, <laughs> so uh, also in Tier 2 of the support tree, we have Barrage, which increases the number of shots your Scorpio turret fires in each burst. Okay. That's it. Nothing of note. Uh, moving on to Tier 3, we have Grenadier. The number of... Uh, let's see. it uh, Killing an enemy increases your grenade damage and causes you to regenerate grenades for a few seconds. Um, funny thing is that it says... Uh, it begins at... T- Plus two b- grenades per minute, and plus three percent grenade damage. It actually is not exactly two grenades per minute. It's actually one point six. How
1: are you going to have a point six of a grenade? Or like...
0: <laughs> because it because it rounds it, I guess. So like your so first like... one is is like two, then it goes up to three point two, so it's actually like three, and then it goes up to four point eight, so it's actually like five.
1: That's that's weird. <laughs> it's that's so, super weird. <laughs> there's
0: a lot of weird stuff in Borderlands, man. I don't know. I'm not the one that wrote the code. That's just how it works. Uh, All right, fair enough. So moving on, we have deploy reduces the cooldown fo- of your Scorpio turret. Always, 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 always useful. Uh, mm-hmm. cooldown reduction is twenty percent per skill point. Yeah, which is nice. So maxed out, that would be a hundred percent reduction. So you're talking. I mean we do the math on that. No, no I'm not. I'm not gonna do the math. I like quick it. quick maths. <laughs> yeah, no, you you know it is. Anyways, uh and the capstone in the support tree is supply drop. Uh the Scorpio turret periodically fires out at supply pickups to resupply players. Uh it does uh it can be money and ammo and health and all kinds of stuff. Uh interesting thing, the ammo regen is between 8.1% and 12.2%, depending on the ammo type. If you have a larger magazine, it's going to replenish more more ammo, because they figure that makes up for it. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So lastly, we have the uh, medic tree, which has, uh, to begin with, fitness, increases your maximum health, 5% per point invested. Pretty straightforward never a bad thing. (laughs) Nope, nope, more can't, it's nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, never understood that phrase, but here we are. I was
1: gonna gonna say, what is that, what is that, what does that mean?
0: (laughs) I don't know, I don't know.
1: Give, give me, okay, so, uh, if we get to this point, Randy, if you're listening, which, yeah, why would you not? Uh, if you're listening, give me, give me that in Borderlands 4. I want, I want a weapon that is literally a a stick that you just shake at people (laughs) and they die. (laughs)
0: It's just a, it's a legendary weapon type stick, you know? stick. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. And it, like, it's literally just a stick. You find it on the ground beneath a tree, and you're like, oh,
0: sweet. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what it'd be? It'd be like that that GIF you see on the internet of the angry kid that's like shaking the stick at people. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh anyways you,
1: you you already made the list co in borderlands 2 in a puddle why not make a legendary that's just below a tree as a stick <laughs> let's do it perfect uh.
0: Uh, anyways uh so also in tier one tier one we have the aid station allies near the scorpio turret regenerate health uh in one percent increments increasing one percent per point invested it's super handy to have because you're gonna be putting out your turret quite a bit Um, second tier overload increased magazine size starts at twelve percent and increases by twelve or uh, by twelve percent per point invested. Nice, really, 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 really nice for shotguns and for uh, combat rifles that have uh, slightly smaller magazines. Yeah. Uh, Next to overload, we have cauterize it's such a fun skill it's I really enjoy it shooting team members heals them this effect also works with grenades and rockets so it converts six percent damage into health nice which is yeah. super weird but um also includes not only I mean so it says in the description on here includes grenades and rockets what they don't tell you is that it also includes explosive damage from barrels and gas tanks? What? <laughs> yeah, true story. So, like, if you're if you're dying, right? If you can, like, if you're like, man, I'm gonna go down, try to make it next to a barrel and have you know, try to have Roland shoot the barrel next to you, and who knows, you might be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like standing next to a barrel, you're like, come on, shoot
0: me! What are <laughs> right, you waiting right. for? Right, right, exactly. Awesome. Uh, also includes vehicles that have friends or that have allies in it. Uh, vehicles without allies in it is considered neutral and will take damage. Uh, but it, and it also includes Roland's turret because that does take damage. Okay. Nice. Uh, the next level is revive. The Scorpio turret has a chance to instantly revive yourself or allies in fight for your life mode. Fourteen uh, percent chance per. Uh, points uh, per skill point invested the turret must be deployed prior to going into fight for your life so let's say you and i are playing and it's a big firefight you go down i put a turret down that's too late you i have to have the turret down before you go down in order for it to work
1: so then question do you have to be within a certain range for this to also work yes
0: you have to be within so all the uh the aid station and uh, stockpile are both gonna have uh, circles that indicate the area that you need to be in, and they're exactly the same size. Uh, revive is the same circle size. Okay,
1: gotcha. I wasn't sure if that was the same or not.
0: Yeah. So next is grit. It increases increases your resistance to bullet damage by three percent per skill point invested. Not a lot to say there. It it's a it can be a little frustrating because it doesn't give you any resistance to uh, elemental damage, or damage over time or anything, just oh. the actual bullet round. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And lastly in the medic tree we have stat killing an enemy increases health regeneration for you and nearby friends for a few seconds. Um, hmm. Again, a few seconds to the Gearbox team is apparently seven. So, Yeah, I want to know
1: who decided that.
0: I like. want to know that too. Like, why can't they just say seven seconds? I mean... Yeah. I can't go into, if I say, hey, can I have a few donuts? They're not, nobody's going <laughs> to hand me seven. <laughs> right, exactly. They're going to give me Could like you, two or three.
1: So I want to I wanna see that reaction now. Like, you just walk into, hey, can I get a few donuts? It's like, yeah, they hand you three and
0: you're like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, double this, then add one. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> That's seven donuts, you asked for a few. Doesn't make any sense. Whatever. They get paid more than I do to do what they do. So, fine. Accurate. Uh, all right, so let's go into some of the specifics about playing as Roland. First, I'm going to cover mainly what weapons you want to be looking at as you're playing as Roland, and then I'm going to kind of narrow it down a little bit when it comes to uh, particular builds. So, weapons. Uh, machine guns are combat rifles, fine, are what you're going to find a lot of in Borderlands. They are abundant and easy to find, and personally, I prefer support machine guns. Because they're automatic, you don't have. There's not. They're not burst fire. Um, if I want burst fire, I'm just gonna let go of the trigger and then pull it again. You know, that's yeah. that's how I <laughs> see it. I don't yeah. really like. It's it can be useful, but I hate like. Brrr, brrr, brrr. It's it's just lay into the thing or whatever. I just don't like. I don't like Burst Fire. I'm not crazy about it. Anyways, yeah. Same. so <laughs> what you're going to want to look for are Havocs and Massacres, specifically. Havocs have a high fire rate, a minimum of 10.0, um, which is pretty, pretty good.
1: That is pretty good.
0: Massacres are really nice because they're super accurate. They're always going to have an accuracy of 91.3 or above. Pick whichever suits your playstyle. Some people like the spray and pray method. Some people prefer you know, having a scope on their combat rifle and being a little bit more accurate, which is kind of what I like to do. Sure. Uh, but pick whichever one suits you. Just keep an eye out for Havocs and Massacres. They're both useful for Roland. Uh, keep an eye out for the Bastard and the Revolution. Those are both uh, both legendary weapons in... both legendary combat rifles in Borderlands. Um, alternatively, you can keep a look at SMGs because SMGs are still really useful when playing as Roland. You're still Mm going to get benefits from, from impact and from, uh, and from refire and you know, all these ones that, and uh, overload and all these skills that take advantage of the amount of rounds that you fire. SMGs are definitely useful. Um, Keep an eye out for stingers because they have a high fire rate and increased magazine size. Um, I wouldn't, Really, necessarily run SMGs later in game, but they're they're definitely helpful. Keep them as a sidearm or something like that. Uh, an example is early in game, if when you're gonna pick up the Bone Shredder, really, really useful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, reg- pretty much regardless of who you play as, the Bone Shredder is gonna be a helpful weapon. And you can also look for the Savior, which is a legendary, which has ammo regen. So that's full. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh. Moving on to the next weapon type, and uh, we're not going to go into all weapons in this because uh, it's it's just not necessary. I'm just gonna I'm kind of focusing on the ones that are specific to Roland. So yeah, with
1: um, real quick, without getting too in depth into it, the nice thing is to in Borderlands one, it's nice to stick with specific weapons because the team kind of built. Each individual character around specific weapons. Uh, not only not only that, but uh, you have your proficiency with those weapons, which gives you bonuses. So, if you're starting a new character and you say, "All right, I'm going to pick these two weapon types," you'll gain proficiencies in those more quickly. You're not gonna be fighting over those guns with anyone else that you're playing with, or for ammo for those guns with anyone else, and you'll do you know better stuff with the proficiencies that you get from those weapons. So it's it's just a better idea to stick with, you know, two, maybe three weapon types, depending on what you're looking at doing, unless you're going for something hyper-specialized and specific.
0: Right, right. So for example, uh next we're gonna be talking about shotguns, which are in my opinion, a necessity for close range. I like brutes because they do more damage and when it comes to shoddy boys damage is the name of the game it's doesn't really do you a lot of good to have a low damage output shotgun i just don't understand it uh like i talked about earlier sledge's shotgun is super sweet i like it for using against uh badasses and stuff but that thing chews through ammo like a monkey fryer okay it just, you're going to run <laughs> like, like, out of ammo fast. No, 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 stop. Whoa, no. What, what did you say? I said it's fine for badasses. After that. Uh, that it chews through ammo like a monkey fryer.
1: Okay, to that one guy that's got art skills out there, draw me a picture <laughs> of a monkey fryer.
0: <laughs> right. Hit us I up. am not going to
1: tell you how fryer is spelled. <laughs> you figure that part out on your own.
0: Uh, <laughs> Send that to us at uh, hit us up on Twitter at a vault hunters pod uh, or send it to our email, which is vault hunter pod at gmail.com. No wait, A vault hunters guide at gmail.com. Sorry. Get
1: it. Figure it out.
0: (laughs) So uh, let's see. Um, Also, if you find a bulldog, which is a another legendary shotgun. That thing's really, really nice. So keep your hands on that. Uh, shotguns are super sweet, uh, combined with sh- uh, scatter shot and uh, impact. And I, I'm gonna say impact a lot because that it's a necessary skill regardless of what playstyle you do. Uh, let's see. Next we have repeaters. Repeaters are an acceptable sidearm. In pretty much any build, and you should probably always have one as a backup because you're going to be chewing through a lot of ammo with any build, but especially solo builds. Uh, I actually like Swatters because you're probably not going to be doing a ton of damage. Swatters are super accurate. It's If you're not going to be doing a ton of damage, which you're not with a repeater, you might as well try to hit the critical spots. Um, that's why also uh, the Ladyfinger early game can be nice as a as a sidearm uh in the general nox dlc athena's wisdom is a really nice repeater because of uh because of critical hit damage and accuracy it's a mission reward for completing the mission loot larceny in the general nox dlc and um moving on from repeaters i'm not that's gonna actually wrap it up for weapons because I'm not super crazy about rocket launchers because they fire slow and they have a long reload time, and I don't like them. And it's my show and you can't make me talk about them. Uh, Dan. moving on. Grenades roasted. Come at me.
1: Get dunked on rocket launchers <laughs> on
0: Borderlands 1. <laughs> uh, and Borderlands 2. And, Anyways, uh, grenades are kind of situational. It depends on the type of enemies that you're fighting at the time. Run fire grenades when you're fighting a lot of skags and other wildlife. Run corrosive when you're fighting the Crimson Lance. And shock grenades when you're fighting Guardians. Stuff like that. To me, gr- grenades aren't... Abundant enough to really make a huge difference. I mean, if you're putting points into Grenadier and stuff like that, then I, then it makes a difference. But in general, have a grenade for every elemental type, and then use it situationally, and then upgrade when you can.
1: Nice,
0: I like that. So, getting into more specific builds, uh, I'm going to talk about one solo build, one team build, and then one just ridiculous build. So. The first one I call JVIP. Now that is short for Jesse Ventura in Predator, because that's <laughs> basically what you are doing here. It's it's a lot of big guns. You're firing a lot of bullets. You're going to shred everything and you ain't got time to bleed. That's how this build works. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I'm sure that when you were looking at my at my thing here, you're like, what in the world is JVIP?
1: Oh, I I, I legitimately thought, I thought it was, I thought it was just very important person and I was confused.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's begin by talking about uh, impact. You're going to dip into impact and metal storm and then either scattershot or assault, depending on which weapon you prefer as your main impact. Man, if you're not putting your points into impact first, regardless of your build, you're doing it wrong respec go into impact it's super handy regardless uh so like i said next you're going to go into metal storm uh which is going to increase your fire rate and reduce your recoil again regardless of weapon type so then you can specialize a little bit more and go into either uh, scattershot or assault that just comes down to preference if you like putting shotguns in people's faces and blowing them away understandable it's a fun play style like a big tanky style build um, I prefer Assault because I like to keep my distance a little bit, so that's typically what I go with. Nice. So after you get those three skills, don't even worry about Guided Missile. I don't see the point in it. It's just not super handy to me. So you're going to want to dip into Stockpile, uh, Aid Station, and Quick Charge and Deploy. Because by the time you get into the by the time you get five points into everything else, you're going to be level, what, 21 or whatever? Yeah, yep. So, and you can pretty much easily, like, if you find the right weapons and stuff, you can pretty solidly handle yourself until then, but then you're going to need to start using, relying on your Scorpio turret more. You're going to need, expect more out of it. So, put stuff into stockpile because you're going to be chewing through a lot of bullets and you're going to want as many of them back as you can get. Uh, sure. Get into aid station so you can use that turret for cover and regenerate some health. Pop up, fire off a bunch of shots, then hop back down. Uh, then you're gonna put points into quick charge, which is going to regenerate your shields quickly. And that's a super handy. It's it's a it's a pretty handy skill to have. But mainly, what you're doing is you're putting points into that so that way you can. Uh, then put five points into deploy and reduce the cooldown of your Scorpio turret. And then after uh, deploy, probably refire. So that way you've got your turret coming out as quickly as possible. And you're getting the benefits of ammo regen and health regen and everything like that. And you're just firing a whole lot of bullets. Um, nice. So specifically when it comes to, you're going to find that I say this a lot, but when it comes to shields, it really depends on your play style. I like I said earlier. I prefer more tanky style, so I like higher capacity shields. That's what I like to do. A lot of other people are going to be want to be more tactical about it and kind of hide behind stuff and take cover and things like that. So you can go with one that has a faster recharge timer. Uh, if you're going with high capacity, look at Pangolin. They are some of the higher capacity uh, shields that you can find. <clears throat> and if you want a faster recharge, look at Anshin. Um, that's kind of kind of where I'd go with that it, it, again it depends on your depends on how you prefer to play when it comes to class mods I like the uh, heavy gunner and rifleman class mods because they mainly boost skills that you should already have points in uh, impact and and, and uh, stockpile and stuff like that um, let's see the next build that we're going to talk about briefly is what I'm gonna call the bad nurse. So <laughs> this is more of a uh, of a team or co-op style build. Um, what we're looking at here is putting a lot of stuff more into medic, into the medic tree and everything. Everybody's going to be doing a lot of damage when you're in co-op mode. So you don't need to worry so much about wiping out your enemies as fast as possible. So what you're going to start off with is you're going to start off with uh, Aid Station, which is going to regenerate all your... Uh, all your buddy's health and everything. Then you're gonna go into uh, cauterize because shooting your friends and healing them is super fun, and really really helpful. It's, <clears throat> I mean, when you max it out, you're talking a thirty percent damage or a thirty percent of your damage is converted to health. Sure. Um, super nice. After cauterize, you're gonna go into revive, which uh, will revive your friends. You know, I mean, it's got a pretty good chance of reviving your friends. Basically, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be using that turret as as everything that you need. You know, health and ammo and, um, re- you know, getting out of Fight for Your Life mode and everything. Really, sure. really nice. Then you're going to go into... Uh, oh, I missed one here. Um, then you're going to want to go into... Uh, rev- oh, no, I said revive. Okay, then you're going yeah, to go... Then you're going to go into stat. Uh, killing an enemy increases health regen for you and nearby f- friends for a few seconds. Health regen is useful regardless of your play style. Then you can afford to go with a little bit... Uh, you can go with a larger shield that takes. that's going to take a little bit longer to recharge because you'll be regenerating health. Really nice. Sure. Um, nice. Then after that, you're going to want to put points into uh, quick charge. Where is that?
1: Quick charge and deploy, as we've already yeah, discussed. Yeah, sorry,
0: you're going to want to put points into stockpile first to get that ammo regen going, then quick charge again for your uh, health, or for your shields, and then followed by deploy, which is going to reduce the cooldown of your turret. Again, it regardless of what style build you're doing, the turret is going to be the focus later on, so you're going to want as much access to it as you can. Um... Shields same as before, it depends on your playstyle, all depends on what you feel like doing. Uh, class mods, the pretty much the only class mod that you're really gonna be interested in with this playstyle is the tactician because it's gonna do it's the only one that really has a whole lot of focus on the medic tree. Um, and it's gonna be helpful for you and your team because it helps regenerates uh, helps regenerate your team's health also. Uh, lastly, is the build that I'm going to call Sergeant, <coughs> sorry, Sergeant splody pants. Uh, that is,
1: <laughs> this, this is, this sounds, this sounds like a Torrid fanfic of something. Oh, <laughs> I know.
0: Right. So this is based <laughs> off of a very specific class mod that you can get in the general Knox DLC called the Marine class mod. And what it does is bonus damage to uh, rocket launchers and increases their fire rate and increases their accuracy. So it's like a rocket launcher soldier build rock, Whatever shield you want, again, I don't care, but what you're going to want to spec into is Overload, Grenadier, and Cauterize. Cauterize, obviously, don't go into that if you're solo, Um, but if you're doing a team playthrough and you've got Marine, go into Cauterize, because all that splash damage that you do from your rockets is going to help, too. It's going to actually affect your teammates, so they could be in the thick of it, right? Mixing it up with psychos and everything. And you could launch a rocket into there and it's going to kill everything else and heal your friends. Really, really fun. Uh, And then go into Stockpile, Aid Station, Quick Charge, and Defense. So you'll notice here, looking across these builds, every single Mm. one of them I mention Aid Station, every single one of them I mention Stockpile. And uh, this is the only one that I don't talk about impact in because impact is specifically bullet damage and rockets aren't bullets so that's basically <laughs> you i know weird, right, right? Uh, rockets aren't bullets <laughs> so ridiculous uh lastly we're going to be uh looking at harpoon style rocket launchers because they have increased accuracy and rocket travel speed nice that's uh so that kind of wraps up roland And I feel like that was super long winded, but I seriously had to cover all that stuff and I couldn't do it any faster. So (laughs)
1: don't worry about it. So this is going to be a little bit longer episode for those people that are listening. So, um, not, not a big deal. You know, we, we generally try to stick somewhere between that hour and hour and a half Mark. So, yep. So, uh, we're going to, you know, this will be on the longer side of that hour and a half, but no big deal. So, but no, I think that's great. You know, I think that having um, a couple of those things that you mentioned in there, uh, as kind of consistent things are going to be really nice. Um, between uh, quick charge and aid station i think that i mean th- th- those just make total sense to me cuz like like you said no matter what you're doing you know you or someone else in the game is going to need is going to need health at some point and you know if you're going to pick somebody up you're always going to want that shield as quick as you can
0: right exactly exactly
1: so perfect perfect so um well, nice. Well, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get us into uh, our guide to Lilith here real quick. I did mine a little bit differently, um, uh, slightly differently. Not much though. Um, you know, I I picked uh, you know three or four skills uh, for each build that we're looking at. And and then at the end, I'll cover things that are going to be helpful no matter which build you're doing. So, uh, real quick, uh, Lilith, um, whose full name and title, according to some unused texture profiles from the game, is Dr. Lilith Cashlin, Mercenary Scientist. So, what?
0: Get out! I had no idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, she's a doctor and a mercenary and a scientist. So, take that. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. Also... You know, gotta gotta say though, not super crazy about the last name Cashlin. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yep, she is the siren class from the game and is listed as being good with elemental weapons and SMGs. And those two things right there is where we're gonna be spending a lot of our time and a lot of our focus today. So uh for me when considering how to play any character, the first things I focus on, number one, and this I hope this is for you guys too, because if you're not, stop it, get some help. But, uh, you know, the number one thing I look at when I'm doing a build in any game, not just Borderlands, is will it be fun? Like, if I'm playing a game and if I'm just going through the motions because it's the best min-max build, I don't really care if I'm not having fun. So, will it be fun? But, number two is, do I have a clear direction on maximizing it? So, that being said, the first build we're focusing on is an elemental build. Uh, we have a very clear direction of where to go. You know, We're just trying to do as much elemental damage as possible, and it'll be just be oodles of fun. So, oodles. Anyway, <laughs> oodles. So, uh, so skills right away. Uh, we're going to look at Spark, which is the first one after Phase Walk, which increases elemental effect chance by 4% per level. Pause. So, <laughs> all right. So, now, hold up. Hold up, wait a minute. Alright. So, Spark doesn't quite do as the skill card says. Um, What it's actually affecting is the tech pool of elemental weapons. Without getting too specific, a weapon's tech pool is actually how many times it will have triggered the elemental effect in a given amount of time. That's what her skill is actually buffing. So the 1 weapon recharges over time naturally as the gun is out and held in your hand, meaning, you know, on screen and not tucked away. Uh, the way to think of this is, think of it like bailing water out of a bathtub uh, that's running. So if you bail quickly enough, you'd empty the tub and have to wait for it to refill. So, um, you know, that's exactly what you're doing with this. Note that higher quality weapons will usually have larger tech pools, which means they will proc more times before actually exhausting that. So, spark also increases the regeneration of the tech pool. Uh, all said and done, what this means is that each rank incre- uh, each uh, each rank increases the tech pool or size of the tech pool of a weapon by two percent per rank and the regeneration of it by 5.5 percent per rank
0: huh interesting so
1: yeah really weird way to get around it you know kind of similar to um you know the the, the roll and skill of regenerating uh the uh grenades at 1.6 at a time right as no, opposed it's, to two yeah right it's another weird kind of a thing so um so yeah just kind of a weird thing, so. But yeah, you know, being able to do more elemental damage is the end game of that, and that helps. So, so that's what you're doing with that. Um, secondly, immediately after that, I do go into Radiance, um, and it's the next tier after that. So, you deal shock damage to nearby enemies while phase walking. Uh, so the damage is based off of your level um, that you have. It's based off of your level and the skill points that you have in it both. So. Um, you know, you can get up to potentially plus nine with the use of um, um, from the skill level with, uh, you know, class mods and everything like that. So everything when it's done, if you're at endgame, if you're level 69, um, then uh, yeah, (laughs) I know. Right. So the character's level further influences the skills damage, giving you uh, plus 12 shock damage at uh end game so uh the nice thing that i like about radiance is that it can last several several minutes which is much longer than other forms of shock damage and you can even buff that up to a total of nine times like i said five from skill points and additional four times through class mods Yep. um it's it's nice because it's a very early and easy way to strip shields so that you can start inflicting corrosion or fire damage or whatever it is you need to do on some of these enemies, um, especially in mobs of enemies, because here's the cool thing. It's really easy for shock damage to jump from one enemy to another. Um, just be very, very careful, as this can also jump to barrels, and if you're down and you just took all the baddies out with Radiance, then you're kind of... SOL, which stands for shock out of luck. Ah. So uh, so also totally weird random thing, uh, in the zombie DLC, uh, there's an enemy called Tankensteins who actually heal from shock damage. So don't put radiance on tankensteins unless you're just looking to do something weird or goofy, I don't know. Right. So um yeah, for for this for this reason, um You know, you can almost negate entirely shock weapons on Lilith by using Radiance. You know, you just go, you phase walk, you do your quick run, you hit all the enemies on the battlefield, they all spread it to other things. You don't really need shock weapons at that point if they're already being shot and if all their shields are being stripped. Not a big deal. So, the last skill for the elemental build that I go into is uh, Phoenix, um, so, and these are the three that I typically build my elemental or crap, um, my elemental skills around. So it's a, uh, tier four, uh, skill. And what it does is killing an enemy causes Lilith to deal plus one fire damage over time to a nearby enemy and gives Lilith's shots a 5% chance not to cost ammo for a few seconds per rank. The damage is also modified by Lilith's character level. So...
0: Really, really interesting uh, ability there.
1: Yeah. So the cool thing about Phoenix is that, uh, like I said, it does uh, lots of fire damage, and it has the second added ability to also make your uh, uh, chance for your shots to cause zero ammo. You can buff this all the way up to a 45% chance for your shots to cost zero ammo, which is huge. It's like almost one out of every two shots is not going to cost you anything. So
0: yeah, that's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. So now the really cool thing about this all together and the reason that I do this specifically if I'm doing an elemental build is because um, when you combine radiance and Phoenix and you have a corrosive relic, uh, you're able to apply a dot uh, stack of every element very quickly by using phase walk. So, yeah, so you can do lightning, you can do fire, and you can do corrosive, all of them at once, just by phase walking. So it's, nice. yeah, it's it's really effective to be able to do all those things, and then, obviously, if you're doing, uh, if you've got a corrosive gun and a fire gun as well, then you're doing that much more. So you're just, like, you know, you're not even really worrying about yourself. You're just taking these guys down in chunks at, at a huge point, so... Um, The class mod that you're gonna wanna run for this is gonna be really, really dependent on your playstyle, but typically I'll either run a Firefly class mod or a Tormentor class mod. Firefly specifically for fire damage because it has the following perks. So it's uh, made by their dollar Molly 1, and it has uh, plus 28% to plus 60% Ignite damage, depending on how good of one you get. And it does buffs to Spark and to Phoenix and to D.Va. So um, we'll get into D.Va here in a little bit too. So it also has a plus uh, 0 to a plus 84 chance to Ignite Resistance. So I always thought it was kind of weird that you know, Lilith had control over all these elements but still took elemental damage but it just wouldn't be fair if she didn't take any at all so yeah yep um it also does do uh plus zero to plus 42 percent elemental effect chance so again really really cool uh really cool there um just you know that that much more of a chance to actually buff that so um now if you're looking for something a little bit more well-rounded something not into fire and if you're you know, probably working with teams as well. Then, uh, then you're definitely going to go with the tormentor class. Um, it has plus 24 to plus 45 percent team elemental effect chance. So again, that's for the whole team. So if you're running a bunch of sirens, that could be super fun. Or even if you're playing, um, even if you're playing like a shock trooper Roland, or if you're playing, uh, if you're playing, I know that you can do like some fun corrosive builds with Mordecai. You know, if you want to things like that. But that does. Um, that does buffs to spark and to radiance which we've already covered and that does buffs to striking as well you know g- gonna be honest striking I'm not super into as as a skill it's not I just, I just don't like it
0: man <laughs> it's, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not super beneficial not something that you're gonna use a lot of
1: yeah. Yeah, correct. It's 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 not my thing. It's not my jam. So, yeah. um, you know, after that, you know, it does do, uh, again, up to that plus 42% team elemental effect damage. Good. And then just an additional uh, plus 14% team damage. So not bad. So, again, if you want to go specifically fire damage, you want to put all your eggs in that basket, great. Go nuts, and you're going to have a lot of uh, resistance to it and everything like that. So, you know, but again, if you're looking for something a little bit more rounded, then tormentor is not a bad thing. So, right. um, as for the guns, you know, just find the best elemental weapons you can have and, and have fun with it. So if you're looking for some legendaries, then it, it gets a little bit weird. Cause here's the thing with her, with how spark works and actually refilling the tech pool, as we've talked about earlier, a lot of the really good elemental weapons already have tech pools that are never really going to run out anyway. So, right. it's, it's kind of weird like that, but at the same time, you're already buffing a lot of other elemental effect chance and damage anyway. So, so you know what? Just just get them. So, if you, you know, so if you get, like, Chrom's Sidearm, or, uh, you know, if you want to get, obviously, the Hellfire, or the Firehawk, or anything like that, those are not bad things to have. You know, the Defiler especially, all those kind of things. So, um, yep. you know, but, like I said, the nice thing about this is you don't even have to use legendary weapons for it to be good. You can use, you know, you can use uh, lower tiered weapons, and they're still gonna be really good just because of how much you're buffing them. So, um, so yeah, like I said, um, you know, generally I stick with SMGs and repeater pistols as the higher fire rate will help to stack dots more quickly, damage over time effects or dots more quickly. Um, You know, higher tech bull guns, again, won't be as good with Spark, but it's never a terrible thing, even with end game content, so. um, Next, we're gonna look into the gun build. Um, so this is, you know, not focusing on elemental stuff as much. This is about straight bullet damage and what you're doing with that. So so the first thing that we're going to go into um, is into Slayer. So as it gives you a uh, 5% boost to critical damage for each rank, uh, which through the use of comms can be, uh, can be stacked up to nine times total, except that it can't. So <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. So here's the weird thing. So uh, the way it's written again, uh, plus five percent boost to crit damage for each rank. What it actually does is the skill actually increases whatever gun you're holding. So you're you're holding a gun, you're firing it, and it increases the overall damage of that gun by twelve point five percent when you hit a crit with it.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. Weird. Yeah, really weird. At the end of the day, it still means that when you land a crit with the skill, it does more base gun damage, and that's not that's never a bad thing. It just doesn't work like it says. So obviously the um obviously the guns that have higher damage are gonna be that means that they're gonna be doing more critical damage when they do as well. So it's a really weird thing, um, but that's just the way it works. So um so yeah, um, uh, after that, we're going to go right down that same tree into Enforcer. So uh, Enforcer gives you uh, a boost to accuracy by plus 7% per rank and raises bullet damage by 2% per rank for a few seconds after killing an enemy. And again, with class mods, you can get this all the way up to a rank 9.
0: I'm assuming a few seconds is 7.
1: <laughs> I, I would assume so. I haven't checked into it, but I would assume so um uh, please don't hate me for this uh again the skill doesn't quite work as advertised come on i know right it's super weird so uh so here's the thing uh this one's a little bit nicer though the damage scaling is correct so that's good but what but what it means by accuracy is that the weapon spread is reduced so
0: so how's that different
1: that's that's the thing is that there's not less um, so accuracy I, you know most people consider like the, the weapon sway or things like that.
0: Oh, okay. I see. I yeah. see the difference there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so um, now here's the cool thing is you can actually see a visual representation of this skill. So uh, after you defeat an enemy, looking down the scope of a weapon will reduce the size of the actual reticle that you're looking down. And that tells really? you, yeah, and that tells you that the spread is smaller. So, so the things that have the really, really tiny reticles in the game, those are the ones that have the smaller spread. So, um, a good example is like, if you, do you remember looking down the uh, the scope of the spy and seeing how just absolutely insanely tiny the reticle is? Yep. That's why that is. Huh. Cool. So I had no idea. Yeah. So now the cool thing uh, about this is we're going to keep on working our way down. We're going to go into high velocity. So the skill increases projectile. Now, I want, you, I want to listen to this very carefully. The skill increases projectile, velocity, and bullet damage. It's written that way very specifically. It says projectile speed because this is projectiles, not bullets. So. Um, okay. So if you use a shotgun,
0: for example, your pellets are going to be faster.
1: The way I looked at it was, and I was maybe thinking ahead to something else, but um, it does actually affect the projectiles fired by iridian weapons as well.
0: Ooh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah,
1: so that is really, really neat. That's going
0: to be like one of the few things that actually affects iridian weapons.
1: Right, and um, we'll get into that here in a little bit too. But uh, <laughs> So um, so the best part about this skill is that it works exactly like it should. So <laughs> oh.
0: Well, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, you know, it does say projectile velocity and then it says bullet damage. So, you know, you'll have better velocity with Iridian weapons if you'd want to choose to use those. But because the Iridian weapons don't actually fire bullets, then you're not going to be getting the bullet damage buff off there. So, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of an eh, but, you know, we're focusing on bullets here because this is a gun build. So, again, those three skills uh, between Slayer, Enforcer, and High Velocity are the basis of this build. So, um, As for class mods, I highly suggest the mercenary mods in the base game. The mercenary mods will give you uh, anywhere between 24 and 61% SMG damage. And then they'll also give you points into uh, Quicksilver and high velocity and girl power. We'll get into Quicksilver in a little bit too um you'll also get a plus uh up to a plus 42 percent elemental smg elemental effect chance so if you want to spec into that a little bit too that's awesome but the other main thing is if you're going into guns and you're firing a lot of bullets then you have a chance on the mercenary ones to get uh up to 29 uh as plus 29 smg ammo regeneration which nice. yeah so you don't even have to spec into anything else if you don't want to you can just stay in smgs and just go to town with those so that's cool the other one is from the nox dlc uh and this is the biggest difference to me is if you want to stick with smgs or not so in those ones you get the uh you get the professional ones which is a doll loyalty uh thing so uh doll loyalty uh class mod and it gives you uh anywhere between 50 and 61 percent weapon damage so that gap is smaller when you're farming those and then it does also give you uh, points into Quicksilver and High Velocity uh, and uh, Dramatic Entrance, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit as well. And then it also gives you a plus 32% shield capacity and anywhere between 36 and 42% weapon magazine size. Nice. So the cool thing that I really like about that is, um, so you get weapon damage and you get weapon magazine size, so if you're firing some of the really, really high-firing Uh, repeater pistols um you know think like the the double furies or something like that then you're really going to be doing um you know a lot and you're going to have huge ammo you're going to have huge magazines for that which are just going to help you so uh, again when with this i recommend any weapon that fires quickly but obviously the double anarchy smgs if you're going to stick with the mercenary class mods and uh since the main draw here is more bullet damage just throw as many bullets out there as you can that's really what it is yeah. Um I recommend the double anarchies again for the SMG build and if you want to throw repeater pistols in there then definitely go with the double furies. Um and to those people uh you know so like think if you're thinking of legendaries you know think like the, uh, the the Thanatos the spy would be another good option because you're getting you know really good critical hit damage out of that so so uniques and legendaries like that are really going to help you out. Um now I know what you're thinking to those people who say, well, Jeff, wait a minute. If you're doing more damage with the guns, don't you want a more powerful gun? Like maybe a sniper rifle. Give us a second. All right. We're (laughs) getting there. (laughs) So there's definitely a sniper build that you can do. The reason it's this far down on the list is because it's highly specific. These aren't rated or anything like that, but this is a highly specific thing. So please bear with me with this. Okay. Um, you know, obviously doing many of those same things uh, for the gun build helps out with snipers. Um, so Slayer, Enforcer, High Velocity, all those kind of things are great. Here's where it gets a bit rough, okay? We, if we want to do this right, we need a Sniper Class mod for Lilith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah.
0: This is like, this. just so people know, this is similar to, uh, like, every every character in Borderlands has a specific class mod in the general Knox DLC that is totally different than the rest of the class mods that are available in the rest of in the in the vanilla game that's what the uh, the marine one was for Roland this one that Jeff's about to talk about is the one for uh, for Lilith
1: yeah. And again, um it's very specific. There there's a couple of them and like I said, you know, there's the loyalty ones which again kind of like the one I talked about earlier with the doll loyalty one, but this one is the hyper specific one. So okay, so you need a sniper comm. We can do this. We can get it by going to the General Knox DLC and getting one from Omega Class Assassins in this DLC. Uh the first and the easiest one is uh right away in the very first mission of the game uh from Volcana. Uh, when you're putting together a new vehicle for scooter. So here's the thing and why I'm a little hesitant on this. It's if if she doesn't drop this, you will have to hard reset the game uh, as this character does not respawn.
0: Yeah, you'll have to you have to do a hard like a menu quit like just yeah. Hold, yeah, like if you're on PlayStation, a dashboard quit. That's what it's called. Hold the PlayStation button, close the application, go back into it.
1: Yeah, so you'll have to dashboard if you're on console. You'll have to Alt F4 essentially if you're on PC. Yes, you can get into read only farming on PC. That's a whole thing. There's plenty of guides about it on YouTube. Look up read only farming Borderlands One, and you'll have an understanding of what that is. Just make sure to turn that off after you actually get it. So, but here's the cool thing about this. So. So she drops it. Um, you get anywhere between plus 65 and 100% sniper critical hit damage. Awesome. That's
0: stupid high.
1: Yeah, that is. That's stupid. That's like Mordecai levels of high. Yeah. Like, legit. Okay. The three skills at buffs are, surprise, Slayer, Enforcer, and High Velocity. All of those are the bullet damage ones. Awesome. Okay. You also get plus 60 to plus 84% sniper rifle accuracy. Okay. Okay. And the biggest thing about this is uh you also have the chance to get anywhere between plus 0, so none at all, or plus 23% sni- or not percent but tw- plus 23 sniper rifle ammo regen. So
0: 23 is again just ridiculously high. There's I couldn't even imagine using that many sniper rifle bullets.
1: Yeah so um you know for for this because i'm a big fan i recommend the jacob sniper rifles i'm huge on those but honestly anything that has uh the fearsome prefix if you want raw power because that'll help damage or the liquid prefix if you want something that fires quickly um you know obviously there's lots of different sniper rifles you can get in the game one of the Big things that you could do to really kind of help out lilith is you could do uh you could do the uh the volcano which mm-hmm. is a legendary sniper rifle that does fire damage and then you could also do a skull masher just to get that damage in there so there, there's a lot of things you could go with the Sirkov, um you could go with the invader there's a lot of different ones you could go with in that loop but yeah if you're again if you're not looking at legendaries or uniques then you know, either something with the Fearsome for power or Liquid for fire rate. So, um, so yeah, those are the three big builds I'm looking into. Um, there is another one that you can do that's a little bit different. Um, I You know, I, I was debating about whether to even share this one, but it's, it's really interesting, so I kind of feel like I want to talk about it just briefly. Uh, so bear with me, because I don't even really have notes on there. You also have the option uh, to get the Iridian Warrior. Um, One, which does Radiance, Inner Glow, and Phoenix. Gives you anywhere between 35 to 61% weapon damage. And then it does something really interesting. So, the Iridian Warrior mod increases the damage of Iridian weapons, which works well with Lilith's Elemental damage. And uh, fire rate increasing skills. Um, Again, I'm getting this information off the wiki, so... um, it does also allow her to deal extra shock and fire damage to enemies around her. And um, you know, um it's it it doesn't spawn with uh it doesn't spawn with any secondary effects though. That's that's the problem. So um you could mod in a couple of things, but you know that's that's the thing. So if you really want to go into a weird build. Um, you know, go into Iridian Warrior, maybe look at a couple of things to, again, uh, increase that projectile uh, speed like we talked about. But the fact that it doesn't give you anything additional on top of that, like weapon damage or magazine size or anything like that, it's kind of rough. Although those can be modded in if you're on PC, if you want to do that. It's just not something that I'm, I'm big on doing. So,
0: um,
1: so yeah, uh, some final notes on that is that uh, at the end of the day, no matter what build you're doing, I think that some of the skills that will always help you are um, hard to get. Which is actually we'll go we'll go in order here. So as far as tears go, so Silent Resolve. Okay, increases your resistance to damage by fourteen percent for a few seconds after phase walking. Okay, that's huge. So and it actually does it more than you know. Actually, and again, we're assuming that. For a few seconds is probably, you know, seven. Like seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, a lot of people like to talk about resilience as far as another good one to go into because it gives you um it adds plus six every level uh to um
0: yeah, to your uh, elemental resistance. Yeah, to
1: your elemental resistance. But the thing about that is um you know, you can go into silent resolve, like nine levels of resilience uh is pretty much the same degree of elemental damage reduction as the very first level of silent resolve. <laughs> so why would you not just go into silent resolve? You know, you can yeah. you can use your other skills at, at better points in there. So
0: especially considering Silent Resolve is a tier one skill and you can get into it immediately.
1: Yeah, yep, exactly. So um you know if you go all the way into um you know if you go all the way into it um you know you can potentially get up to so you get that rank 9, um, you know, get that damage reduction after phase walking, uh, you can, like, essentially rank that up all the way to, like, 126%. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah. That's Cra- awesome. So, yeah, crazy stuff. Um, there's diva, which increases your shield capacity by 5% every time, and there it's used in a couple of the other comms that we have, so that's good. Again, you know, shield, having a bigger shield is never a bad idea for any build that you're doing, so really good there. Um, Again,
0: another tier 1 skill.
1: Correct. Yep. Uh, and then that's the thing. So, Silent Resolve, tier one skill, Diva, tier one skill. So, again, really easy to get if you want to do those. Um, then we kind of work our way immediately down that same row and that same tree for, um, you know, right below Diva, we go into Inner Glow. While phase walking, you regenerate 1.4%. Uh, health per second. Again, being able to have a way to get your own health without having to rely on somebody else is never a bad idea because you can use it in team, solo. You being up is better for your team, and if you're not playing with a the team, then being able to hear yourself and get out of situations, as well as putting dots on them if you want to, if you've specced into that already, never a bad idea. It's a great skill to have. Just put it on there. Um, and then we've got hard to get, which decreases the cooldown of phase walk by three seconds. So, um, You know, again, per per rank, so uh, never a bad thing to have either. Because if you're going to be using it to get your health back and to put or to put dots on enemies or both or get out of sticky situations or anything, then you're going to be able to use that at the drop of a hat. So why not make it so that the cooldown on it is you know really short?
0: Yep. So exactly. I mean, in phase walk, cooldown is already short enough. Like it's already it's at thirty six seconds to begin with. So when you max out hard to get you're talking about a total reduction of 16 seconds now you're talking every 20 seconds you're going into phase walk
1: yeah and really like with lilith you should really be able to survive 20 seconds on your own like that's that's a that's a thing that you should be able to do so um you know even in boss fights and everything so but yeah that's that's essentially how I go about playing Lilith, depending on the builds and everything like that. And those are just my favorites. So right in the middle of doing another Lilith sniper build. So, so that'll be good times once I get there. Cool. So cool. Anyway, um, I know it's a bit of a longer episode, but we're going to wrap it up here with our final segment. uh, As we like to call it
0: every episode.
1: Yep. Yep. We're going to do this every episode. So just because we feel like we can and why not? So, Drew, will you tell our lovely viewers what this segment is?
0: Yeah, so we started this segment last week. We didn't have a name for it. I came up with a name for it. If you don't like it too bad, I'm calling it, because it's the last segment of the show, I'm calling it Going Going Gun. All right. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so uh, last time we talked about the Skull Masher. This time we're talking about the Hellfire. We figured that was appropriate considering we're talking about Lilith. So the flavor text on the Hellfire says, we don't need no water. That's a reference to that very famous uh, song from the '80s. we know, we don't need no water. To let the mummy flipper burn. You know. So, uh,
1: <laughs> all right. So that same guy on Twitter. I want you to show me art of what a mummy flipper
0: actually is. <laughs> right.
1: If if, so, if, if if you're British, this is going to get really interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh. So the Hellfire is a Maliwan SMG. Malawans my favorite SMG maker in all the games uh it has incendiary times four so that's just a ton of fire damage and accuracy between 78.7 and 93.5 so pretty pretty good for a, for an smg the cool thing about the hellfire is every shot will ignite which Dope. is going to give you massive 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 da- uh, damage over time bonuses and the really sweet thing that i like about the hellfire is that there are so few enemies who are resistant to fire in Borderlands One. There's just really not many. You've got, you know, badass fire skags and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me, and stuff, and, uh, and just a couple other random, you know, fire, uh, fire damage type creatures and and enemies. Yeah. So, some it's, some it's some enemies be that effective. have.
1: Yeah. Some, some enemies that have like you know armor on them, which is not as like if they look like they have armor in Borderlands One, they probably do, you
0: know. So right, but, yeah. but for the most part, it fires helpful against most enemies. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is so that makes the Hellfire pretty nice for almost any uh, player character, regardless uh, of class. It doesn't it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you're if you're playing as Roland. Um, it helps, uh, it'll still be impacted by a Metal Storm and impact, so now you're firing more rounds and the actual bullets are doing more damage too. Nice. Um, if you're using Mordecai, uh, the killer and focus skills uh, buff it. I mean, they're not buffing the elemental damage, but the bullet damage and, and stuff like that anyways. Um, brick, uh, Revenge, and Rapid Reload, so you're talking about fire rate and stuff, and now you're just laying more bullets into him. And like Jeff just said, Lilith and basically the entire elemental tree. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just, just a lot, a lot of fire damage.
1: Yeah. Like legitimately, I, unless I am doing like a hyper specialized build, like the sniper build or the, um, or the Radiant warrior build, I really can't ever see myself and, and I know, like I said, because of the tech pool and how it works, it's not necessary and blah, 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 but I really can't ever see myself not playing as Lilith and at some point not getting a hellfire. It just, yeah, I agree. It, it's, you know, it's two great tastes that taste great together. Let's that's, like, that's just what it is. <laughs> perfect, so, perfect. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, that is basically the hellfire from Borderlands one. Um, you know, and that is episode two. So um so yeah, if you uh you know, now now let us let us know what you think. Let um you know, we want to hear from you guys too. Uh, so go ahead and send us. You know, if you have some really interesting builds that you like, or if there's anything that you like to change out, or anything like that, because you know we want to hear some other suggestions from you guys and how you guys like to play the game. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and get at us. Again, you can uh, you can visit us on Twitter at a Vault Hunters Pod. Uh, that is a v a u l t h u n t e r s p o d on twitter and then uh you can also go ahead and send uh anything like that that you have to uh our gmail page which is a uh which is a vault hunters guide at gmail.com so again a-v-a-u-l-t-h-u-n-t-e-r-s-g-u-i-d-e at gmail.com so go ahead and give us your opinions let us know what you think let us know what things you change what things you wouldn't uh you know some fun things that you've ever had happen with the hellfire just any of that kind of stuff so um but yeah for our, for our big final thing that's kind of that's kind of what we're looking at how, how do you guys like to build uh, your lilith and your and your uh, and your role let us know
0: yeah cool so uh thanks everybody for sticking around and talking some borderlands with us we'll see you again in two weeks
1: all right sounds good uh this is uh, Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, and we are signing off.